I want to name the stream Dad Ass. Do you really? I'll name it that if you want. Yeah this this episode of the Empty Glass is brought to you I'm by so Dad Ass. It's still you know what the it's it's not this, letting me get through the fucking there it goes it just says live right now watch now the stream background blew up when I said dad ass did it really? uh, it did yeah so welcome to the episode of dad ass by the empty glass podcast this is Stefan this is Matt but this is actually Matt and this is actually and, Stefan yes confused yet good welcome uh, Stefan I have a question for you yeah what's up. Can you do an Inspector Gadget impression? Um, not without hearing him first. What does he sound like? Do I have to like yeah. like the OG Inspector Gadget? Yeah, not Matthew Broderick. <laughs> it's, yeah. I, I can't do it. It's just like brain. We have to do this or that. It's just like really nasally. Mm. Uh, mainly because like I'll do the Doctor Claw. The get you next time, gadgets. Like the first Inspector. Yes. Trying to see. What you know. Go to the stream and you can hear what I'm playing. Go to the stream. I'm on the stream right now. I've got to stop him. I mean, I, I trust you're just listening to a good. I guess that might be it. Uh, here, it'll probably come up for you in just a sec. But Gary Owens. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Uh, I was just curious. You know. <laughs> I don't I'm know. I, I don't really like in the back of my head have a great idea of what the original Inspector Gadget sounds like. I get, uh, brain, brain, brain. Well, for like. Go, go, gadget. My ass. Go, go, gadget penis. Why? Really original joke that uh, joke. has never been made before. Oh, yeah. great joke, Matt. I know. I'm fantastic. Hey, you know what else is a good joke? What else is a good joke? Uh, fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the Netflix remake. Except it's not a good joke. It's just a fucking joke. You watched it? The I did. What? I kept calling it something wrong the last time. We Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, I kept calling uh, it Halloween. Because I kept going. Because it basically is Halloween. I'm pretty sure whoever made the newest Texas Chainsaw Massacre for Netflix never actually watched any of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies, <laughs> but they certainly watched the new Halloween movie, and they're like that. Let's That's do that. What it is. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Uh, so I actually just watched it today while I was working. Um, and work was fairly slow. So I had to give that movie a little bit more of my attention than I really cared for. And uh, it's very bad, but not as bad as other Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. Okay. But definitely not a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. <laughs> okay. Um, so would you so recommend the, it? Absolutely not. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend most of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies to anybody. Um, I love the first one. I love the second one also. The second one and the first one are both some of my favorite horror movies for vastly different reasons. The second movie is more of a comedy, actually, and you know how I feel about horror comedies. I assume. I would hope so. I you love don't them. Like them? <laughs> I, I do. Right I love them when they're done well. Them. Yeah, I love them when they're done well. I, I mean, I have an American. Impeccable. I have an American world from London poster hung up in front of me like right now. Like I love a good horror comedy when it's done right. Um, but so for Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it was a hundred minutes. So just under two hours long. Okay. It was, it took 20 minutes for the first kill. So literally the first fifth of the movie was like quote unquote setting up character backstory, but it's really shitty. The main character played by Isla Fisher from uh, eighth grade and Castle Rock. She, I like her. Like I liked her in Castle Rock. She was in eighth grade. Like I said, I never watched that one, but that got really good praise. Um, but she plays like the main character. And the interesting backstory for her is she plays someone that survived a school shooting. Oh, really? Uh, which is. That's wild. Sim semi done tastefully i don't know like it was only a matter of time before they started like really making that like a mainstream thing especially with the really increase how you can make that tasteful it was not but to raise awareness i guess Kinda, it wasn't done bad in this in, in fact uh interestingly enough because in case you didn't know the texas chainsaw massacre happens to take place in texas in kentucky oh i didn't know no that. in texas no it's in texas but uh so they have a typical Texan man in the movie. And of course he shows up by driving a giant red 
pickup, like lifted pickup truck, rolling coals and shit like that. Um, steps out with a fucking open carry on his belt and everything like that. And he's listen- granted he wasn't listening to the country music, but he was listening to heavy metal, which I appreciated that. But just you know, typical Texan strolling down the road. You know what you doing over there, whatever. Right. <laughs> and you have all the kids, which are um you woke they're influencers literally they're influencers they are youtubers who are cooks that purchase a town to rebuild it for the, the current generation uh basically austin was too crowded so they got somewhere around austin to fill up oh, okay um which is i hated them a lot honestly like i said aside from the main girl i didn't really care for the influencers although they were on screen very little like it, it was one of those movies that like I feel like I didn't watch anything by the time it was over. Like because like, I'm even struggling to remember some things from it now, and I literally watched it today. So <laughs> it's a interesting situation. But I will say the relationship between the Texan and the main girl is so is actually pretty interesting. It they have like kind of a a sympathy. Like he's a Texan, he has open carry, so you imagine oh he's a rough and tough asshole. But like to a certain point, like he. He is another form of Texan in the sense of like he's very uh, caring, I guess. Which is, you know, the Southern hospitality, quote unquote, if you want to call it that. But he, I did legitimately like the relationship to the point that I had just wished that they were just brother and sister and you cut out all the other characters. But this movie was just made to kill people. So, of course, you couldn't do that because I lower the body count. Right. Um, let me see. So... Okay, I found this really interesting. I'm not, I'm not going to talk forever about this movie uh, unless anyone's interested other than me, but considering knowing us in the chat right now, probably, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But, but I, I wanted to say that they did the same thing Halloween did where they brought the original final girl from the first movie and brought her back. But as I said in the last episode, the original actress died, so they got a replacement. And this, So this is interesting. So the actress who played Sally, who is the Jamie Lee Curtis equivalent in this movie, is 68 years old. So the actual actress is 68 years old. This movie is supposed to take place 50 years later. So that would have made Sally around 18 years old in the first movie, which basically checks out, you know. For sure. Whatever. Um, but Leatherface in the first movie, played by Gunnar Hansen, is clearly an older-looking person. And I, I even looked up his age when they filmed that movie, and he was actually younger than I thought he would have been. He was 27. Whoa. But he but if you've seen pictures of Leatherface in the first movie, he looks like an adult man. Like, he looks like he's in his 30s or 40s. Damn. <laughs> um, so that means 50 years later, he would have been 77 years old, which is definitely not how they portrayed him in the new movie. <laughs> like, because he... That motherfucker be using a walker like my mom is right now. Oh, no. <laughs> so God. I just... I thought... I thought that was particularly kind of funny because there's no way Leatherface is like, let's turn up in this motherfucker. Yo, sorry. Frosty Robbie is in the, <laughs> it's in the chat. Dude, that was just perfectly placed. You're like, and Leatherface was like, let's turn it up in this motherfucker. Yo. So I was like, yeah, dude, Leatherface said? talks, the, Leatherface talks for the first time. It's fucking nuts, but it, so that's really dumb. And then one of the, just the last thing I want to mention on, was that this movie, once again, going back to, I'm pretty sure the director or writer never saw the original Leatherface um, movies, was that in the first movie, Leatherface is an idiot. Like, he doesn't do any, he does, he's just forced to do things by his insane family, like, over and over. And uh, so, like, the cook and the hitchhiker were in the first movie, and they're crazy. But then in this movie, they don't even mention it at all. It's like, Leatherface did all this. He's a true son of evil and stuff like that. It's like, nah, dude. Leatherface is just, you know, he's just a little lost. He doesn't know what to do. And he's actually kind of sweet in the first movie. But his brother, the cook, mainly is a fucking sociopath. So, once again, just proves my fact that no one probably watched the first movie. And I miss them. And I'll never get a movie with Chop Top again, even though Ted Mosley is still alive. Ted Mosby? Mosley. Oh. Yeah, Ted Mosley played I got played Chop Top in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, and it's a fucking fantastic role. He just plays a dirty, hippie murder guy, and it's great. Nice. So you would not suggest the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre? No, no. Watch the first one. Watch the second one. 
If you want one more to make it three, watch the first remake by the Michael Bay company, and that's it. Wow. Mainly because it has, um, uh, I want to say Arm and Hammer, but that's not right. It's Army the Hammer. It's not Army Hammer. It's the it's a drill sergeant from Full Metal Jacket. Oh, I don't remember his name, but yeah, I can see his face. He's fucking chaotic in those movies, and he's great. I can hear his he's voice perfect. too. Uh, I'm gonna look it up. But I just talked for like ten hours. What's up with you, Stefan? Hey, not a lot. You know. R. Lee Ermy. So that's that's why I was thinking that. It's, it's R. Lee. R. Lee Hermy. Ermy. E R M E Y. Okay. R, so R. Lee Ermy. Ermy. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, well, I know I just asked how you're doing, Stefan, but Frosty Robbie is blowing up our chat saying, it's like Frankenstein's monster. Really? It was the doctor that was mad. That's what they did in the new one. That's cool. No, 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 not at all. I think he's talking about uh, Leatherface's family and stuff like that. But oh, okay, I don't think no, not anyone else in Leatherface's family wore a fucking skin mask. I'm pretty sure that was all fucking Bubba. Just maybe putting that out there. <laughs> it's still weird. It sucks. He, yeah, well, Stefan, have you never watched the original? Oh no, I sure have. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I know. You know. Oh. I know. And knowing is half of the battle, so I've been told. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. Anyway. Um, oh, yeah. So I mentioned that my, my mom's in a walker. So my you mom mentioned that you just made a joke and then let it go. <laughs> yeah, that's mentioning it, isn't it? <laughs> it's like making a joke about like, you know, uh, my great aunt, my great aunt Sally died from diabetes. If I make a joke about that and then I come back to it, it's like, yeah, I told you she died of diabetes. I wasn't joking. Still sad. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know if I have a great aunt Sally, but basically my mom was going for walks and got excited and started running and text me. She's like, I've ran three days in a row. I'm like, Hey, don't do that. Go like rest. You haven't run in a very long time. And then sure enough, like the next day or like not the next day, but she was like, yep, I have a, uh, have a, uh, ligament tear, not a tear, but she just has this like small fracture in her bone. So now she has to use the walker kind of let her leg heal up and everything like that. So I'm like, that really sucks. And I feel bad for her. So I'm just, you know, checking in on her. I got you, man. I hope she feels better. No. Wow. I hope she gets better. I mean, fuck you, man. Why? My mom has been cool to you all these years, and you're like, I hope she feels better, but you don't hope she gets better? That's really rude. You're reminding me of Drew Barrymore from Never Been Kissed right now. Well, because I've never been kissed. And this is the story now about how Matt's never been kissed. It all started back in 2008 when I met Matt, which is not true, but later on, he wanted to kiss somebody. And guess what happened? Just he just never got kissed, and that's the whole story. You heard it here first on the Empty Glass podcast. And then it ended with me going to church as a small child with Reverend Hard on, and it was a very uh, long story. I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> you're you're no fun. Hey, you know, it's because I'm not a girl, and girls want to have fun. Okay, well, <laughs> we're just we're just self sabotaging ourselves at this point. Yeah, so do you have a topic? Because if not, I, I have a couple topics. Yeah, I don't really. <laughs> but okay. actually, I do, but um, they'll come yeah, to me. Yeah, go for it. They'll come to me. No, don't put me on the spot. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Mister, all, oh, um, I'm going to put Matt on the spot for fucking five topics, and then he asks of me for one, and I'm like, uh. Do you want me to <laughs> Jerry Springer? What's what's the deal with with all the World War Three stuff? Yay. It's Jerry Seinfeld. I mean, Jerry Springer is the one who's like, oh, yeah, he's the husband. Right. <laughs> uh, no, okay. So have you heard of the bootleg universe? Yeah, I, I meant Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, I figured that. But I'm moving on to my topic now. Have you heard of the bootleg universe? <laughs> the bootleg universe, no. Uh, so the bootleg universe is by a creator called, I may pronounce this correctly, Adi Shankar. And he did the Punisher Dirty Laundry YouTube video with Thomas Jane. 
Do you remember that when it came out way back when? No. It was basically Thomas Jane played the Punisher in the movie with John Travolta, and then that ended, but he still really liked the role, so they did a short of him being the Punisher, essentially. It was really good. It was actually probably better than the movie itself. And then he also did the... He also did the power, the super gritty Power Rangers movie with not a movie the trailer with James Vanderbeek. Do you remember that? Uh, no. How is someone who's on YouTube as much as you not know who the fuck this shit is? What's the name of the guy? Adi A D I Shankar S H A N K A R. Uh, and so he's coined a bootleg universe in which essentially he takes properties and then will use those properties however he wishes in different forms. But it's not like ripping off. It's more just kind of a creative Weird. separation from the source I material. I don't know about this person. Um, so how I found out about it. Okay, and I even found out that he did a Mr. Rogers trailer where it's Mr. Rogers, but he's basically ju- just John Wick and shit like that. Oh, my God. Um, I, didn't, I watched part of that one before. I was like, okay, hearing someone do a Mr. Rogers impression is uh, taxing but the punisher dirty laundry is very good and the power rangers trailer is also very interesting as well uh worth worth checking out if you're bored and so what what brought me down this path because i've already seen those videos but on netflix a new show just came out by him uh it's called guardians of justice or guardian of justice it is basically dc superheroes but bootlegged and so it's none of it's none of the actual names or anything like that but you get this one guy who's dressed up like a crow and he's very clearly Batman to the point that his vehicle even looks like the new Robert Pattinson Batmobile. And you have a quote unquote Superman character that is by all appearances killed. And so he's trying to figure out who did it and stuff like that. And it just seems really interesting uh, that he's taking, like I said, these, these kind of set creations. Like it's, it's not like an inspired by like, for example, the boys is it's just legitimately, these characters, but the names fudged up. Like when you go to like a Mexican candy shop and you find like Ultraman instead of Superman. Right. Um, and it looks really interesting, honestly. Like it, it doesn't seem like a comedy, but the style is just so all over the place. Like in the trailer, it cuts from like low budget, um, you know, crappy green screen backgrounds to like really cool looking animation um, to just literally all over the place. I, I recommend checking out the trailer. I kind of want to watch the movie or show. I forgot which one it was <laughs> just to yeah. see what it's all about, but it is it, intriguing enough for me to bring it up. Well, damn, I'll have to check it out. I'd, I've never yeah. heard of this guy. Yeah. He's been around for a while. I mean, I think the, the dirty laundry thing came out 2011. Let me see. Well, I, um, I recently started, um, a paramount plus subscription. Oh God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, even if you're a fan of like the app is or Halo, bad. the app is yeah. Even bad. if you're a fan of Halo, like, why would you watch it? I think they're gonna have to fix a lot of stuff by the time Halo comes out. If not, like, right when Halo comes out. If not, like, because I wanted to like email them already and tell them the things about their app that are horribly wrong. For example, they have all the Jimmy Neutron show, but they mm-hmm. don't have the Jimmy Neutron movie. Oh, I'm like, okay. And then they have all of the Rugrats show and they have the Rugrats movie, but they don't have Rugrats in Paris, which is the best Rugrats movie. Right. And then they have all of, uh, they do have the Hey Arnold movie. I'll give them that. Um, they have all of the, there's another, uh, SpongeBob shows and the movie and the newest Mm -hmm. movie, but they don't have sponge out of water, which is like a surprisingly good SpongeBob movie. Uh, never saw it. Wait, is that the first SpongeBob movie? It's the second. Well, the first one's a classic, but it's the second one. It's surprisingly good. Which is the one that they ride David Hasselhoff? That's the first one, right? Yeah, I'm sorry, I swallowed my beer right into the mic. Yes, that's the first one. <laughs> I mean, it just legitimately sounded like you're saying mm-hmm. So I didn't okay, hear good. Anything. Thank God. I'm glad I didn't pick that up. Yeah, In my ears, um, I totally heard like a giant swallow. But no, the second SpongeBob movie where it has like the 3D animation, it's a misleading. Uh, title the 3d animations like maybe the last like 10 minutes of the movie where the rest of it's a normal 2d animated spongebob movie and it's um steve hillenberg and i think the premise is pretty fun but i'm like hey you know we've all seen the first spongebob movie but like that the second one the sponge out of water which like anywhere you look it up it's this horrible cgi looking 
you know, SpongeBob and the gang, but it like explains the origin of the who is actually like Patchy the pirate and like who are the kids that are talking to him in the intro and shit. I don't know. It's interesting. Like it blew my mind when I watched it because I was like, this is pretty fun. And like it actually feels like an actual SpongeBob episode because it was made by Steven Hillenburg. It was like the last thing he did. Before he died. Before he died. Wait, did he actually die or did he leave? Both. <laughs> Unfortunately, oh. both. Yeah, he, he died. Well, he left and then he died. I well, like how he left. Look, like he, a left kid, he left just like, and then he <laughs> came back. He left and then he came back to do Sponge Out of Water. And then he did one season of SpongeBob, like right after that, a new one. And then that was it. So he was like, Jesus, he died, came back, did a season of SpongeBob and died again. <laughs> Kind of, but um, Steven Hillberg is our it's Jesus. It's just weird. Like if I'm paying, and then also here's another thing about Paramount Plus. Um, when you go to watch anything, it's kind of like Amazon Prime in the sense that it has uh, ads. Well, they have two tiers, right? So there's like a five ninety nine a month or some shit like that, and uh-huh. that that has a bunch of ads. Uh, Rose went to like put on an episode of Frasier, and there was five ads in the first minute, maybe minute and a half, and there was still two more ad sections left for the rest of the episode. That sounds awful. So I'm like, well, what the fuck? So I updated, I upgraded to the $10 a month deal and yeah, the ads are gone. But anytime you watch a movie or something or a TV show, there's like a horrible, um, it's like Hulu, but worse because Hulu will have like a little bumper and then it'll start playing. Like, so for example, if you watch like the Simpsons on Hulu or family guy or whatever, or like a more recent show that's regularly occurring, It'll have like a little bumper of the of the show and it'll be like live every or new episodes every Sunday or some shit, right? Family Guy, new episodes every Sunday. So mm. uh, Paramount Plus does the same thing, but it takes twice as long because they do the they do a Paramount Plus logo and then they do the logo. So say if the movie was like made by um fucking it's Nickelodeon, right? It does like a Nickelodeon logo and then it does like a cat dog logo. And I'm like, why are they, why is there three fucking logos before the show episode, before the episode even starts? Like what the hell? And you can't uh, skip it. Yeah. You can't skip it. It's just like every time an episode starts, that's what it does. And then on top of that, you're going to go watch a movie, right? Maybe Mm. it's not a Paramount movie. I think maybe it was Roxanne. I don't know what the hell we put on, on Paramount plus, (laughs) but it was another movie. And they had a fucking, they had the audacity to put an unskippable ad for one of the other movies that is on Paramount Plus before the fucking movie started or before the, yeah, before the movie started. And I'm like, I'm paying 10 bucks a month for this shit. What the fuck? Well, it's like Paramount is a really shitty app and you shouldn't pay for it. Just an idea. Probably not. But hey, look, <laughs> I'm just like. I've been the pioneer. I was a pioneer with Netflix when it first started. A pioneer? I was a pioneer, damn it. The are you, pioneers are used you, to ride these say, babies for miles. Re- I didn't realize I was standing in front of fucking royalty. I, well, technically not standing in front of you, but I'm on the line with royalty. Mr. Yeah. Fucking Stefan, the Netflix boy. Yes. Coachella. Coachella is my last name. Don't say it the same. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, I, Paramount Plus definitely has a lot of fucking me. issues and they need to fix them before Halo comes out. And I was thinking about writing an email, but I'm like, no, I want people to see how shitty this is. And then maybe, I don't know, like, you know, the three people listening to our podcast will be like, okay, I'll be careful about getting Paramount Plus. But well, considering two of those three people is uh, probably you and me. And hey, but you want my login so you can watch fucking Halo? No, actually, I don't really. Yeah, I'm just going to put my login like up on the stream right now. All right, everybody. We're doing a Twitch live live view. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. I like started moving the logo around. Yeah. The text. <laughs> no, but I really do that. But still, I mean, I'm like, hey, I'm just doing it for Halo. And then once Halo's over, hopefully, I'm hoping they release the series all in one go, all ten episodes. Have they had any other, um, what's the word? exclusives like shows like that have just been released on paramount plus not that have already existed but um you know what i'm trying to say like how do they have any other examples of showing if they do release it so. all in one go okay i don't think halo's so. are first probably yeah halo's are first i kind of hope they do the netflix rule and just drop it all well i mean the netflix rule is incredibly nice but i could see why other companies don't do it because you get a you know you pay for a month Watch one show, one movie, whatever, and then you're done. 
yeah you, if you have a free trial you literally could watch an entire show and then just bail out of course netflix doesn't care anymore because they have so much content like just very too true. much um, very true i just but think for, i just think paramount needs to if they drop think, it all if they drop it all at once and that ends up being the case for paramount they got it coming to them i'm i'm gonna say i'm gonna wager that either one or two things will happen and it's not just simply they do it they don't <laughs> the first is that they will more than likely do it in segments um you know weekly basis so that way they can make sure that all the money they've gambled on this show and platform can at least get a little bit back um i think they're very aware that it's not an uphill battle but not everyone is completely excited for the halo show and the and the paramount uh subscription service so they may hedge their bets and try to do it once a week to make sure that they get a you know multiple months at least two months worth of subscription of people there's only gonna be 10 episodes for the first season so but it'd be 10 weeks so that's what two months roughly almost three almost three yeah like two three months but um and then the second option that will happen is that they will realize the show is shit out of i mean not saying it is but i'm saying if the show is shit and they get the reviews, they see that it's bad, they're probably gonna dump it all in one go uh, and try to move on to their next thing to get people to stay. So it's probably gonna be either or, I'm gonna bet mainly on the once per week. Yeah, I um, I agree. I think it's gonna be once per week too. Um, but you know, they do have some decent movies on there and they do have like all the old Nicktoons and um, stuff like Hey Arnold, Cat Dog, all real monsters like OG shit. I, so that's not, I don't really, I don't really have the need to watch anything I've already seen before. Yeah. I don't mean that come off I as snooty. Like as it. <laughs> I kind of like it. Cause there's a lot of things I like just didn't catch when I was a little kid, you know? So I feel like I, cartoons definitely have a way of writing and the older you get, the more you kind of understand like what's happening. So it's fun. I like, you know, Saturday morning cartoon type vibes. It's fun. Yeah. And that's, that's cool and everything. I, I do get it. Uh, speaking of that, do you hear that the Bender Gate is officially over? Okay, so he's going to be in the new Futurama, John DiMaggio. Yes. John DiMaggio? Don DiMaggio. Don. Donathan. Wait, no, John DiMaggio. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, John DiMaggio said that he will be coming back as Bender, so... Good. That's cool. That's I mean, exciting. shit. I, I know I said like I'm good on another season. I don't really need it or want it. I may still check out a couple episodes here and there because I was, I just so happened to get a recommendation on YouTube. It was like, Hey, some funny Futurama jokes out of context, whatever. And I was listening to it and just like, God damn it. This writing is so clever and good. And just, it's every, not every single episode, but most episodes are just the biggest love letter to just sci-fi. And I love sci-fi. So I, you know, I will give it a chance. I'll maybe watch episode here or there, but if it is, you know, family guy of like, if it's just, nothing if it's just you know another day in life the planet express crew without any kind of clever writing or anything like that then i'm not i'm just not gonna watch it but that's fine if people dig it they dig it right that's how i see it too and i'll give it a fair chance um yeah yeah um, rose, and I, rose and i tried watching like 30 seconds of how i met your father and we were like nope um but i am hearing spoiler alert <laughs> For anybody out there who's watching How I Met Your Father. Dude, don't. Dude, I must. Dude, don't. Please. Supposedly. I haven't, I haven't started yet. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Supposedly, the, the mother who is, help me here, actress. Hillary Duff. Hillary Duff. The mother who is Hillary Duff is Barney's child. Because she's blonde. And Barney ends up being on the show in PH. Because she's blonde? No, it's like an official thing, I guess. And I, I guess it's a, a child that um, Barney had with somebody else. Because I don't remember Barney having a kid with Robin. What the fuck? Dude, that's how, how I Met Your Mother's ended. He has a kid, remember? Oh, yeah. He's like, I have a child. Hey, I have a kid. It's his daughter. Yeah. 
Yeah, and he's like, he's like, this is the all love my, of my life. life. Yeah, yeah that's to right, you. Yeah. right. Okay, for sure. Hey, also big spoilers for fucking how I met your mother too. I guess <laughs> mother dies. Oh my. <laughs> hey, but you're like, you know, she was dead all along from the, the season, first episode. The series finale came out ten years ago. Where were you guys? Was it ten years ago? It was not ten years. It ago. Absolutely was. It was 2012, sir. Damn, that was ten years ago. Um, it's pretty crazy. I, I don't like that, but I do like it because it means it's over now and all yeah. things. Or should maybe end. you're right. Maybe it was like 2014. So maybe we're almost there like eight years ago, but it's still a while. It's almost ruins a decade. Yeah. Stefan, I did it last time. Go. Hey, thanks plug, for plug. listening to the fucking empty glass podcast. We're at the halfway point. So, you know, make sure to follow us on all of the podcast platforms. And if you want an easy way to find out what those are, just go to the empty glass and check out our feed. We have like episodes directly listed right on that page. Or if you want to listen in one of the podcast apps, like podcasts on Apple or Spotify, we got those options for you too. So visit us there at the empty glass In fact, I'm going to even change the, the visual on our um, stream. Maybe I won't, I won't fuck with anything. Okay. How was that? You are so good at that. Like you legitimately sound like you have a soundbite of you saying that with the same dictation every time and you just play it. I don't know. It's just, you're very good at plugging. You. you should be a soulless corporate shell. Oh, I mean, that's already what I do. Not to give no. away too much about what I do for a living, but that's no. what I do. <laughs> honey, honey, no. <laughs> oh, honey. Yes. Oh, honey. Fucking Elden Ring. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. I want to talk um, about it. I've uh, waited long enough. Gutter Boy was asking me if I was going to play that game, and I'm like, you know, I want to. Okay, so here's the fucking I just thing. don't have time. Shut the fuck up. I'm talking about Elden Ring. <laughs> Go for it. Holy shit, that game is fucking incredible. Like, even if you... Listen, even if Dark Souls or the Souls-like games, whatever, are not your type of game, this game deserves every single person's fucking respect. Anyone who's ever played a game that has even the most minute idea of what a level design and game design is, this game deserves your fucking respect because the amount of detail they put into this fucking huge-ass map. Like, there are people out there that compare this game to Breath of the Wild because, you know, fucking open a world with grass, everyone's going to compare shit to this shit because that's <laughs> every just time, how this works. Without fucking, without failure, every time. I compare it more to Dragon's Dogma personally because that's closer to an actual rpg where i don't really consider breath of the wild an rpg um it is an adventure game just period but i i will say the only comparison i'll say breath of the wild is that it makes breath of the wild's huge world look fucking barren and lazy it's not it's it's really not but that's just the amount of insane amount of work uh from software put into elden ring because you you play this game, there are secret dungeons hidden everywhere. There's secret little areas, there's secret fucking skills you can learn, people you can talk to. Like, there's just so much content that's just incredible. And it never feels bloated. You know, with the modern games like this Assassin's Creed Odyssey, it's just bloated bullshit that doesn't get you anything. This game, everything is so rich. And then, like, you, you get past the first big kind of area, which if people are concerned, like, oh, I like the Dark Souls levels. It's like, where it's just kind of contained, like it's branching past whatever, but it's one little area. You still get that. There's still multiple areas where it's just a contained area with different branching paths, like inside of a castle, inside of a giant fucking Miyazaki-esque painting of a castle. It's just, <laughs> it's it's so fucking beautiful. And then when you get past that point, you, you go above like a ridge. This is so like 25 plus hours, depending on how much you play. And you can even go past this, this castle when you want to. You can literally beat the castles in any way you want or beat the bosses. But when you get past that first area, you get a nice view of everything. And you just see like six, seven different just crazy ass architecture everywhere. And you see a giant mound that goes up into the fucking clouds that has even more shit up there. Like it's it's the most insane like map painting you can just go to those places you can go to all of them and it, it's it seriously is just mind-numbing how fucking breathless i am just watching this shit and playing it it's so incredible nice yeah that's what that's what gutter boy was saying about it too <laughs> everyone ah, seems to be God. pretty impressed by it um yeah it makes me it, want it if i was gonna get it i think 
honestly, I would get it on my Series X. It is. Goddamn, dude. It makes me. Oh, God. I'm just. I was playing not it to, earlier. Not to, humble, not to humble brag or anything, but I think that's what I would play it on um, just because it looks like it would deserve that. Well, don't play it on last gen. That's pretty much all I have yeah. to say. I mean, my computer at this point is technically last gen, so. Mm. Get a Steam Deck. You can play Elden Ring mobily. There you go. Well, they're too much for me right now. Funny enough, because I thought they were in the thousand dollar range. They're for the most expensive, biggest gigabyte SSD hard drive. It's six fifty, which is, and you get a whole bunch of bonus shit in there too. I'm like, that's not bad. It's not I mean, too it is bad. a lot. It's a hundred dollars, hundred and fifty dollars more than current gen PS five I mean, and series. If you can find them. I mean, the base. Okay, for one, I did want to mention this. They actually have a reservation. Right. programs to do on Steam, which is miles beyond better than what Xbox and Sony did. Um, and two, I mean, the base Steam Deck is like $350. It's And that's just like stupid because, you know, there's not going to be a whole argument here like, oh, blah, blah, blah. the straight facts is the Steam Deck is a thousand times better than the Switch. <laughs> right. Like technology wise. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's far superior and it's about the same price. That's crazy. If you yeah. have, if you're gonna spend like four hundred dollars on like a mobile console, get the fucking Steam Deck. Yeah, this is sponsored uh, by Steam Deck, by the way. No, it's not. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Use, use code freaking buyer uh, was, in large I, debt. I let Nintendo get away with a lot of stuff. You know this, you know. Oh yeah, we've know. known each other forever, and I've I've been like, you know, oh what Nintendo not including a charging cable, whatever. But it really fucked with me when they announced the OLED switch and they were, they were just like, yeah, it's the same switch. It just has a bigger screen. And now you got to get different joy con. <laughs> you got to start over with your joy con because this is a bigger device. And I was like, you know what, man? No, big, no, you know? And I feel like the steam deck and, or Nintendo would have had a shot at the very least in competing with the steam deck had they come up with a more refined Switch Pro type deal. Um, because, yeah, I mean, obviously people have been having success porting games to the Switch, and the Steam Deck's still new, so I wouldn't be surprised if there's going to be some software issues and driver issues and stuff, and it might not run absolutely absolutely everything a PC can run, but, I mean, yeah, it's it's going to be leaps and bounds better than a Switch. If it's not already, it is already hardware-wise. Um, so the software just matter of time before that catches up, but Nintendo would have had a, a damn good, you know, run for the steam deck. Had they come up with something a little more refined for the next switch? Cause I mean, what it's already been set in uh, 2017, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. It's already been five years since the switch has come out. You know what it is? I a think lot changes. I think what it is, is the people that work in Nintendo, have some of the most talented, um, passionate people that do what they're told by a corporate biggies that don't give a shit and want, don't want to spend too much money. Right. I, I think the corporate side of Nintendo is fucking awful. It's why their online is still pretty much a joke to this day. Um, oh, their online is an absolute joke. I So I, I think what it is, what it comes down to is that the people running Nintendo or something have been doing some fucking shady shit for a long time. They're probably going to do the whole Konami thing one day of making pinballs machines and shit like that. But the people working in Nintendo, they work with what they're given and just put their whole blood, sweat and tears and passion into it. And that's why, that's why people still like Nintendo. That's where the whole like heart uh, aspect comes into play is that these people are legitimately just doing the Lord's work as a agnostic person. I can say that, <laughs> but, um, Right, yeah, as so the planets I, explode on the Twitch stream. Yeah, that's the, that's the Lord's that's work, the baby. Lord's Kill work. them all. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's that's just the thing. So I I can see them going down a bad path, like Sega or not. Sega is not really the Konami. Definitely is the shittier fucking version that I can see Nintendo turning into one day, far in the distant future. Um, yeah. But I I'm probably I was guessing that's why Razer helped out so much with the Switch. Is that they were test? Is that the computer side of things wanted to test out these kind of aspects on 
this on Nintendo first. Like when you think about it, the Switch well, is almost the beta version of the Steam Deck. Absolutely. That's the Nvidia Tegra chip you're thinking yeah. about. Yeah. Nvidia. Yeah, um, I think you said Razer, and I'm like, man, Razer hasn't been around in a Sorry, long time. Sorry, not Razer. I I'm terrible with fucking specs and shit like that, but I'm pretty Nvidia, sure it's Nvidia. Yeah, but that's why they were like, yeah, sure, Nintendo, we'll let you play around with the shit, but uh, we get to keep whatever you discover, and then we're gonna make it better. Basically, and and you know, God knows what's gonna happen with Nintendo going forward as far as it goes. I mean, they're gonna have to make a more powerful Switch at some point. Oh, that's I mean, the only the, thing, you know. The only thing going for them is that it's mobile. Yeah. And that and that you could switch, quote unquote. But even the Steam Deck has a dock that you could put into and everything. Um, and then, you know, there's people that want to that don't want to spend two thousand dollars on a PC. It, if this catches on right, if this hits the right wind and they don't run out of fucking motherboards and chips and shit like that, which you know they probably have, um, the Steam Deck can be a fucking game changer for both sides for people that want mobile gaming and want a PC. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like putting it in a dock and making it your like at home PC and then taking it wherever you go with you. Sounds like a fucking dream. Yeah. So Nintendo would lose out and then other consoles probably lose out because once again, people have a mobile PC unit that can play Elden Ring. When, when I thought about playing Elden Ring on mobile instead of my PS five, I was like, shit, that's a luring offer. Yeah. Just because you can pick it up whenever you want and put it down whenever you want, but you know, down you know, downline, I feel like the Steam decks will get cheaper the first gens, and then I might pick one up just to have some fun with it because I do love my mobile consoles. I still play my my uh, hacked PS Vita <laughs> all the time. Yeah, you know, I, so I, I pick think, it up every once in a while. I think what blows my mind more about where we are with technology is that you can just go buy a Series X or a series S even which are more available and cheaper and you have a you have a modern day PC like okay now given you can plug a keyboard and mouse into an Xbox and you can access a lot of the apps like using the web browser and the edge on the Xbox is actually pretty good you can play the games using keyboard and mouse but Ugh, like it's still edge. not it's not a full-fledged PC experience so don't get me wrong on that but I'm talking about from a gaming aspect, you can buy that $300 Series S and it's going to outperform my PC. Now, my PC, I built it in 2014, so that's, that's getting old. That's eight years old, but I spent a pretty penny on it. I probably spent $2,000, which adjusted for, adjusted for inflation is probably like $3,200 now. It's probably $10,000. probably like $15,000 now. But Jesus, still, I, you, I spent, you were fucking richer than Bill Gates at that point. I yeah, I guess so. Thirty-eight no, billion dollars. I know, bro. But no, um, on the real though, like it, I spent a lot of money. I spent a pretty penny on this PC, only to not ever really use it for games. <laughs> but still, it's like wow, it's pretty wild. Um, my dad loves playing Flight Simulator, but to boot it up on this computer, the same computer I stream from, and everything. Um, mm -hmm. takes like fucking 20 minutes because it has to load from my, my, my hard drive storage, which is like a traditional hard drive when nowadays we have SSDs and the launch time Nuts. for flight simulator on, a on a Xbox series S is like under 10 seconds. That's yeah. Technology is pretty incredible. Um, I mean, fuck even Elden ring, not to delve back, but just talking about loading times. Elden Ring loads incredibly quickly, like fucking teleporting through or like fast traveling to different points is almost as quick as Ghost of Tsushima, which wow. that one, which you saw the loading time on that one. It's incredibly yeah, quick. Of and course. just, I love that game for that reason. And just to think, I mean, with Dark Souls, you know, dying happens a lot. The fact that you load in quickly, what the funnier thing is that the animation of dying is sometimes slower than the actual load time of going back to the checkpoint. <laughs> So you're still like dying when you get back to the checkpoint and then you're normal again? No, no, no. Like what I mean is like the, it doesn't load your checkpoint until your character fall, like fully falls down and brings up the title as a, you died. But and that then takes at that longer point, than actually loading. I got you. Yeah. Like sometimes like if your character's hit like a weird way or I don't know what the circumstances are, it'll take like two or three seconds to fall down and then take a second to two seconds to actually load you back into the checkpoint. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, so it's to me, 
down the line, just so it's easier for dad, I might just pick up a Series S and set it up for him in a different room. So that way he can just play his flight simulator whenever he wants to. And it, he understands how to like navigate an Xbox easier than he does my computer. So Pick up a Series X and throw it in the garbage. An S. An S a Series S. I, I wouldn't get an S. That too. I have the One X. Or no, I have a Series X. And it's been great. Is a... Uh... Is Icy Robert still in the chat? Frosty Robbie? Probably no, not. No, Icy, Icy Robert. Frosty Robbie. I don't know. I haven't seen him say anything since back when we were talking in the first five, ten minutes of the episode. So I would assume no. But Godspeed, Spider-Man. <laughs> Godspeed, Spider-Man. Yep. Um, oh, speaking of superhero stuff. I'm sorry. Were you done with the... Uh, I'm not <laughs> my spiel. Yeah, I'm done with my spiel. <laughs> not like you're the only one talking. We were having a conversation, but yeah. um, no, no yeah, I I'm just done. I'm done with my spiel. I highly recommend Elden Ring. Um, I highly recommend investing into a Steam Deck if that's something anyone yeah, listening totally. would be interested you, in. Yeah. Um, and and if Xbox is your thing, go for it. If you want to buy one and you have the money and you're not in debt, you don't own someone. Go for it. Fuck yeah, it. Do what makes you happy. But do that before you build yourself a computer or you buy a gaming laptop. If all you do is game, and especially if you already game on a console. Yeah. If you don't game on a console and you game on a crappy computer, Steam Deck seems pretty cool for you. Yeah. Or if you don't want to buy a new gen console or can't get your fucking hands on one, uh, or buy a, sh- a shifty one that doesn't always work, get the oh, Steam yeah. Deck. What are you going to do about that? Are you going to ever try to send it to PlayStation? Because I mean, uh, so it's I, still under fucking warranty. Here's the thing. I called them. Um, they're like, yeah, as long as you have the receipt. And I was like, oh, okay. I remember getting the receipt from the guy. I can't fucking find it. So, Well, fuck. Whoops. Um, I made. I have like a thing on the box of like the day it was picked up. I may try to call Sony again and be like, hey, here's a sticker on the box for the pickup time. But I doubt that'll work. Uh, I just try so yeah. and be like, look, it's legit. I got the cereal. I can send it to you guys. Like, you'll see it has yeah, it I'll, I'll, with. Fuck I'll yeah. send you the fruity pebbles. Come on. I have yeah, the cereal. I gotta bribe them a little bit. Um, okay, so The Batman. The Batman comes out tomorrow. Uh, I actually already have a friend that saw it like two days ago. Did they like it? They didn't. I think they did. But all they said was like, man, it's really like three hours long. But they're huge Batman nut, and I'm pretty sure they liked it. The reviews for the movie are fucking insane. I mean, IGN's is a joke for the most part. Not okay. I want to fix this. Yes, they're a joke. Some, sometimes they are a joke, but they gave the Batman a 10 out of 10, which is like, okay. They gave Elden Ring a 10 out of 10, which I do believe that game deserves. Um, but of course, you know, liking stuff is subjective. Even if something is quote unquote good, it doesn't mean you'll like it. And if something's quote unquote bad, doesn't mean you won't like it. But they gave the Batman a 10 out of 10. So there must have been some merits in it rather than it just being a Batman movie that makes it good. Right. It it certainly makes me all the more interested to see it. From the very get go, I've been in, very impressed with the cast, both in front and behind the camera. I think pretty much every single person casted is perfect for the role that they're playing. And I think um, the director, whose name escapes me at the moment, the guy who did... Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves. Yeah, he did... Yeah, like I'd forget that. But he did Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and War of the Planet of the Apes. I really like those movies a lot, so I thought he was a great pick. So I'm, I'm very much excited to see it. Um, have you heard the score? No. Is it the same as... It's, they're using the same Batman theme as the other Batmans, right? Like the no, Christopher Nolan ones? No, not at all. Why would they do that? Because they did it in the trailer. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did the... Hmm, no. Hmm, they did the two-note Christopher Nolan Batman theme. Okay, so this was what I was going to talk about. The Batman score, because I fully listened to it a couple times, has nods to both the... Uh, Danny Elfman and Hans Zimmer, uh, their original scores, whatever. Right, that's cool. But but it's incredibly, incredibly light. I I think you may be slightly misremembering, but the, especially because I don't recall the main part where that's done is in the trailer, because in the trailer you hear the bum 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 
bum, bum, bum. Yeah, but they uh, in the middle of the trailer, it does the two-note motif. They're like D oh, okay. octaves or whatever the fuck. <laughs> I think it's like maybe it's G and then a D or whatever the two notes are, but it does a motif too. But yeah, yeah they also have the same motif that Danny Elfman had. Right, but it's not as obvious as... I know you didn't see this, or maybe you did see this one. It wasn't as obvious as in the Justice League... Uh, oh, what was the director's name? Joss Whedon version, where Danny Elfman right. legit picks up his old score as well as the John Williams Superman score. And you just, it's not even a nod. It is just legit that song. Like, yeah, they literally copy and stitched the into songs. it. Yeah, put them in there. Not, not fully. It's not a full copy paste. It's a different score, but then you hear it for like a second, but it's really obvious. Whereas in this one, it's just a very slight nod. It's just two or three notes that is enough to identify the, the whatever it's coming from. That's and then cool. it goes back to its own score. I love that. And then I love the ending because it's that repetitive, you know, three or four notes just over and over again. But when you listen to it, and I even listen to it with my really good headphones as well, hearing every single instrument just being added on top of one another is it's a really cool thing. It is simplistic, but the nuance of it into that rising action is such a good, like, it's such a good thing. I love when music does that, and I love it was done very well. I love it when... <laughs> composers do that you know yeah it's it's like you have the opportunity and music in itself i mean the idea of like a quote right like music uses the terminology of what what it's called a quote as Mm -hmm. well and music's a language so i mean if you're gonna speak the batman language like it makes sense to kind of hit on that so i i love that i love when you know there's just slight nods and it's not too over the top that's kind of you were talking about Breath of the Wild earlier, but that's like Breath of the Wild took that concept and went extreme with it. You know, yeah. They really like I mean, stretched things out and like made songs so slow that they're almost not recognizable unless you like speed it up or you play it backwards. But it is nice when it's a recognizable amount, but not overloading you. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that. That's, that's, that's cool news. I recommend checking out the, the music, like it's six minutes long or so, but just like, you know, if you want something on the background, like the whole score is actually very nice. Um, and, you know, the the rising three note action and stuff like that is just like, you know, it, it's a representation of the Batman. It is a unknown terror from far. Like, this is what goes through my stupid head. It's an unknown terror from far away that eventually becomes closer and closer until it's completely enveloping you and all around you. And you, it, it can't be escaped. Like that's, it does a really good job of depicting that, which is, you know, how anyone would, you know, a bad guy would see Batman or something. And this isn't strictly because it's Batman. That's just the feeling the music gives you. It's a rising action until it's just everywhere. And every single instrument in the orchestra is just going off as loud as possible. And that's just how you, that's just a really good fucking thing. Bravo. Yeah. It gets you right. It gets you ready for the. It gets you ready for the movie, man. I mean, it gets you hyped up for the movie. Hey, you know what's an opposite example of something like that for me? Danny Elfman. <laughs> no, I love you, I Danny Elfman. Dan- I, I do. love Danny Elfman. Fuck. I love, dude. I love him more than you. Shut the fuck up. Go ahead. No, but why would <laughs> you, you put say? those words in my mouth, man? That's that's. I didn't put it. You're just an asshole. What can I say? What I was gonna say is, <laughs> do you remember the Man of Steel trailer? Yeah. What did they do in the Man of Steel trailer? Bum, 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 bum. It's no, like basically the very first Man of Steel trailer. What did they do? I don't remember. They fucking used the Lord of the Rings song for when Gandalf dies. Wait, really? I shit you not. They fucking used the song for when Gandalf dies. And and like I'm in the movie theater like I'm not fucking hyped for this movie, and that movie ended up make, like giving me motion sickness, anyways. But besides the point, I was like, that was my first indication of like something's just weird here. Like, why is Warner Brothers just reusing their fucking music library, using not only a song from Lord of the Rings that millions, if not hundreds of millions, of Lord of the Rings fans are going to be like, yeah, that's Lord of the Rings, but also it happens to be the song they use when Gandalf dies. So all those Lord of the Rings fans are like. Why are you using the music for when Gandalf dies to show a Superman? Like, what the fuck? And yeah, I definitely wasn't. I wasn't impressed. Uh, I'm I'm looking into this now. I did swear you to God, conf- 
Did you confirm that it was legitimately the rip from the song? Yeah, or was it just of, it literally dude here? I'll fucking it's just look up Man of Steel first trailer. No, nah, I don't need to play it. I'll play it. I know, later. but I like, mean, you I'll just take your word. Your, you can play it on your own ears, but I swear to God, it's just it literally starts with a Lord of the Rings song. Okay, yeah, lots of people are saying that's a thing. Yeah, okay, yeah, uh, it's it's uh, maybe it was the teaser trailer for it. I'm I'm not sure. Maybe it was the teaser trailer, but they aired it um, on the same night because I went to the midnight premiere of uh, the Dark Knight Rises, and that's when they played that trailer. Hmm. Mhm. Mhm. Which we also remember was a terrible time for people in Colorado. I like got home from Wow, you're a super you fucking that? Do you remember You're that? such a fucking bummer. <laughs> I'm sorry, but do you remember that? Like I remember getting home from the movies and being like, "Motherfucker, Damn. I worked at a movie theater." Like yeah. of course, of course I remember that because people were freaking out when shut up about it. <laughs> yeah. Scary. Like any what? It was scary. No, it wasn't. Whatever. People get shot up all the time. I know, but it was <laughs> fucked up. It was sad. I'm not going to say, like, oh, whatever. No, it was legitimately sad that happened and fucked up. But, like, at the time, even, I was like, yeah, places get shot up a lot. People are assholes. I, like, my boss was, I remember at the time, my boss was like, should we, should we close down the theater? Like, is this is this an epidemic? It's like, why, why would it be an epidemic? <laughs> Just whatever. We've already doxed it, ourselves as far as it goes for where we like live locationally, right? Uh, I don't want to go too much in specifics, but yeah, we live in San Antonio. Okay, cool. Um, that being said, um, did you? I, I didn't tell you about this, so you probably didn't hear about it. But um, my little brother was involved in like a shooting the other day. Oh shit! Is he okay? He's okay. Um, he was working. Well, I'm, sh- he was, I'm sure he would have texted me if he wasn't okay. Right. He was working downtown. And uh, they were working over by the international building and he was like on the level of the river, the, the river, the San Antonio river downtown. Mm. And uh, he thought he heard balloons going off and like it started with like a couple and then it went to like a bunch and he realized it wasn't balloons. It was gunshots. So he like told the other crew that was working with him to like get down. And so they all like got down and, he went up the stairs and he had a clear, he had his gun drawn and everything, but he had a clear shot of this guy, but he decided not to engage and put his gun away and just back away. Cause the guy didn't see him and he could tell that the guy that got shot was like dead. And so he went around and, um, the shooter left the scene, but yeah, Caden came up on the body and there was, there was nothing left really, unfortunately. And, uh, apparently Shit. the, yeah, apparently the shooter stuck around and, uh, got arrested and, everything and uh went peacefully with the police so i'm glad caden didn't involve himself in any way but he was right there i mean he said that like this dude was like you know i talked to him yesterday in person and he said this guy wasn't but you know he's a clear shot you know he's close very close close enough to like see the smoke coming from the gun and like make out the guy's face facial details and everything and so yeah he had to stick around and make like a statement with the police and had to go downtown and all this shit. And I'm like, dude, sounds like a, sounds like a bad day at work. Yeah. It sounds pretty shitty. Damn. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he's okay. Um, that fucking blows. Yeah, but he's all good. And you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm glad he didn't cause he's all like, you know, he's all trained. I, I'm not going to talk either here or there about guns. It's on him he at least has a responsible path of being trained in de-escalation and like he has all of his licensing to carry and all that, you know, so he did it the right way and I'm glad, you know, he's not uh trigger happy or like, you know, just ready to just make a very poor decision with a firearm. So, I mean, that's, that's, some, the, least, that's the least you can ask for. Not some dumb fucking redneck hick piece of shit motherfucker. Right. He's not. He's not that. <laughs> That's what I'm no, saying. No, yeah, I know. Right. Like your brother people, your brother people, is a guns, smart boy. People and guns equal bad choices all the time, so I'm glad that he he de-escalated the situation the way he Your brother's a to. smart boy. I don't know what happened to you. Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyways, um on that <laughs> note, <laughs> thanks for listening to the Empty Glass podcast. Wait. What? I wanted to say something about Batman before you started talking about your stupid brother. <laughs> oh my god! 
<laughs> this could have been a way different conversation had whatever what day that was this week Monday had turned out any differently. But yeah, I mean, one person died. They're probably listening to this, not happy about it. Yeah, I hope not. Probably. Well, condolences. Condolences for sure. I mean, I, I'm not gonna. Whatever. Moving on. So I, I found out something about myself and I just wanted to bring this bring this up very lightly because it had to do with Batman, the Batman trailer, and my friend who saw it uh, a few days ago. So I, as I've previously, previously mentioned in the podcast, I don't care about spoilers um, in the sense that if someone spoils like the ending to me or something for a movie, it doesn't really affect me because it does I'm, for me. Like, so don't spoil Batman. I don't know anything that happens to Batman. And also it's a fucking Batman movie. I, I highly doubt Robert Pattinson's going to shoot like a small child in the face, be like battering bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, th- my, my point is, is that for me, I don't really care about spoilers if I hear it because when I watch a movie, it should move me regardless in some way or another, uh, whether I know what's going to happen or not. And, so, so I found out I don't get mad. I don't get mad or like, hey, shut up about that about spoilers. But uh, my friend started lightly mentioning how the theme was used because he also we were talking about the theme earlier today, and he was he slightly mentioned how the theme was used at the very beginning of the movie, like the first shot of the movie. And I was like, shut the fuck up, don't say anymore. So that that bothers me. I don't want to know. It's like I don't care about what happens in a scene but I care about how the scene is delivered. That is something I want to experience. Not, not the actual context. Does that make any kind of sense? Kind of, but also not really. It just sounds like you don't want Batman spoiled, which is fair. No, it's, it's because, really like, not because the difference between, I guess, context and how, and like what actually happens. Yeah. There's a slight difference for sure. I'll give you that. But I mean, spoilers, a spoiler, dude. Okay. Because, like, you can spoil the middle of the movie for me and I'll still be pissed. But, like, if someone spoils, like, oh man, this, there's a really cool shot, like a crane shot coming down and showing Batman. Yes, it's technically a spoiler, but I'm talking about plot. Usually, when people talk about spoilers, they mean plot, and you know they do. But my, my well, thing I isn't mean, on plot, no, it's, it's on delivery. Yeah, but still, I mean, delivery is delivery. Bro, why are you plot? trying to. Why are you trying to argue this with me? I'm just saying my my idea of spoilers is just weird. That's all I'm just trying to say. I guess no, I agree with you. I'm I'm just saying like to me there's no difference cuz like the context of the plot versus what actually happens is still telling me the plot. So either way either way you're telling me the plot. One's just a more detailed version than the other. And I mm. guess you you would prefer that if the spoiler no, like, here like for an example like you prefer that the spoiler is that um, fucking, if somebody, for an example, you prefer it if somebody was to tell you that, you know, in the sixth sense, he's been a ghost the whole time, but you don't want somebody to tell you like, all right, so like in this scene, you know, Haley Joe Osmond's really scared. He like gets out of his tent, like pretend you've never heard of, you know, no, the sixth yeah, sense th- before. That's... like, but, but like explaining how he gets to telling bruce willis he's not or like you know whatever or like hey bruce willis goes upstairs and sees his wife sleeping and then he decides to whisper in her ear because he's realized he's a all that shit you don't you don't like the more in-depth like true ruining of a scene you would care you care more if somebody's gonna like go into depth instead of just saying bruce willis was a ghost the whole time you're like oh miss you're slightly misinterpreting you're slightly misinterpreting so i once again, I don't cons- what you're still describing is plot. Like what I'm describing is like, for example, if we're talking about the conjuring, for example, in that movie, I know there's ghosts and I know at some point someone's going to be scared. I don't even have to have someone spoil that movie for me to know, but there's like a particular shot where a character is running and the camera follows them. It then goes, it it's like an above shot, whatever the character runs, the camera follows, and then the camera is upside down and you see her running from upside down. That, in my opinion, is not plot. That's just a really cool shot. That is a delivery method. And so this is why I kind of want to categorize it as that. Like, I don't like spo- spoiling, I guess, the delivery yeah. of a, of something because I want to see that. The same goes to Batman. It's like, oh my God, there's a cool shot in Batman. Once again, I haven't seen this, so this is just pulling out of my ass. There's a cool shot in Batman where it cuts from like the roof 
goes all the way down to the Batmobile driving through the streets. It's like, that's not spoiling any plot for me. That's not ruining anything because, of course, the Batmobile is going to fucking drive through the streets. But, but I don't want to know how the director is going to show that to me. Yeah, you, you worry about, like, the technicality. I, I care about the the art of it. The art of showing me what the director or the cinematographer wants to show me. That's what I care about. Yeah. So that's, that's, a, that's the only differential thing I want to, I want to put there. It's like plot. I mean, preferably I don't want to know what happens in the movie, I guess, but it's not going to ruin it for me. But if someone's going to talk about like, Oh, the Batman theme was played at this moment. I'm like, Hey, shut up. <laughs> don't yeah. mention that. I want to see that. Yeah. Be quiet, bro. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, thanks for listening to the Empty Glass Podcast. Uh, make sure yeah. to go to the EmptyGlassPodcast.com, and that way you can follow us on all kinds of shit. <laughs> and hey, if you'd like to join us next week uh, in a pre-recorded episode, because that's how we're going to do it, right? Cause, right. We're going to have a yeah. pre-recorded episode live streaming next Thursday. So Yeah. So like if, uh, for example, uh, Russia shoots off a bomb in the Ukraine uh, and we don't mention that at all, like on a Wednesday... That's probably why we didn't mention this because I will be in New York on Wednesday and past that date. So yep. every, every response will be very delayed. Same with me. So you guys just watch out for our pre-recorded episode. It's going to probably be funny. I hope. And <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see you guys. Uh, it's all order. See you guys in. Um, I might just be chilling in the chat, just talking in the chat if anybody's around. So super appreciate uh, it guys. Cool. Yeah. Love you guys. You guys have a good one. Thanks for listening. Bye.